if you found us here, you're probably a little like me. You think it's time to rethink the way that we do business. I'm your host, Raya Gonzalez, and this is the Client Experience Revolution. This podcast is for entrepreneurs and will give you all the tips, tricks, and tools that other badass business leaders are using to serve their community, their clients, while still taking care of themselves. So let's dive into this week's episode, have a little fun, and learn along the way too. Hello and welcome to the Client Experience Revolution podcast. I am super excited today because we are going to be talking about a hot platform that everyone is talking about but doesn't necessarily know what to do with. And I brought the consummate expert, Karen Yankovich, with us to talk about LinkedIn. Karen, thanks for being with us. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy to be here with you today. My favorite thing to talk about. So I love that you want to talk about it today too. I do. I do. I've been actually in it every single day dabbling around. Tell us about yourself, your business, mm-hmm. how you serve people, obviously with LinkedIn, but you know how you serve people in um, different capacities. You know, listen, my journey is a little bit... There's no ladder to success in my world. It was more of, much more of a roller coaster. I've done a lot of different things. But over the years, what I realized as I started to you know do more and more things for my career was that I have a kind of like a, like a right brain, left brain mix, right? I'm not really strong on one or the other. So I really, really love technology and love all the geeky techie stuff. And I spent the first part of my career in technology, in IT sales. I owned an IT consulting firm, you know, all kinds of geeky stuff. But at the same time, I loved the client stuff. I loved meeting the clients, getting the clients, like all the kind of right brain relationship-based stuff. So the other thing that's that is important about that part of my journey is that in IT, in my you know, 20s, 30s, and 40s, I was often the only woman in the room. There wasn't a lot of women in that industry. So I had to learn how to be confident in a room. If I didn't, I would have been, you know, answering the phones for the rest of my life. You know, nothing wrong with that. That's what you want to do. But, you know, women really didn't have the same kind of opportunities they have now. You really had to grab it, grab it. And you really had to, you really had to know your stuff. You had to work twice as hard to, you know, to really be taken seriously in that industry. So as you know, as my career evolved, as the world evolved, we sold that agency and I was just doing some consulting and private client work. And I started to take some courses in online marketing in the early 2000s, I guess, and realized very quickly that like social media, digital marketing was really a sweet spot for me because it blended the geeky techie stuff with the relationship stuff. And because the world that I grew up in was very relationship-based, right? It was relationship sales. I, am, I gravitated to LinkedIn. So when I was working with people on their marketing, well, first I was working on my marketing and I was helping my friends with their marketing. And people started coming to me saying, how did you know how to do all this Facebook stuff? Like, can you do it for me? Right. So I shifted my business to more marketing consulting, online marketing consulting than IT consulting. But then what I was doing was very quickly going like, listen, people, they care more about you than you think. Your personal brand is as important, if not more important than your business brand. So I was kind of making everybody start at LinkedIn. Like we were always starting at LinkedIn to really establish a strong personal brand so that they were taken seriously. They were seen confidently, all the things I learned in my career, and then built their marketing platforms from there. So fast forward to today, over the time I, you know, and and if you know anything about digital marketing, you know that when you speak to everyone, you speak to kind of no one, right? And in the beginning, when I was a social media expert, you know, there would be a conference and they need a social media speaker and a hundred names would get thrown out. Eventually, as I started to niche in on LinkedIn, 
conferences would need a, a LinkedIn speaker and 10 people would say, call Karen. So I started to realize the more I niched in on LinkedIn, two things happened. Number one, it was a lot easier for me to, to, to know what was happening on a really deep level with one platform than trying to know what's going on on all the platforms, right? But also I started to get known in many, many circles as the person to go to, right? You'd go in a Facebook group and somebody would say, I need help with LinkedIn. And all these people would say, call Karen. So I really started diving deeper into LinkedIn. And that's really all I've been doing for the last bunch of years. And even more recently, I've just dived, dived, divin, I dove. I dove. I love it. All of it. Yeah. I dove deeper in to really supporting women on LinkedIn because women don't feel like it's their home yet. They feel like it's this left brain, geeky corporate thing, but really it's where you meet people and talk to people and build relationships. And that's what we are typically naturally good at. So I still have corporate clients and lots of clients that are men, but I have a podcast that's called Good Girls Get Rich, really supporting women in shining a light on their genius and and helping them use LinkedIn to do that. I love that. And I, I think that it really, you know, the next question we are going to talk about, and this leads just sort of directly right into it is why LinkedIn? And I feel like when LinkedIn first came out, it was the place, it was like the monster.com or the indeed.com where you like, you, it was your self-controlled resume, right? Yeah. Like you, mm-hmm. you would list your experience. And I remember when I started my business two and a half years ago, I, first of all, I took LinkedIn down because I had sort of a traumatic ending of my employment at that time. So I was just like, I, I'm going to pretend this doesn't exist. And it was like, because that was my relationship with that at the time. And then I came back up came back up like a phoenix. Like I was like, I'm only listing what's important to me. Like this is the this is the business that I do. And that's the only thing that's on there because that's the only thing that's important to me. And if you want to know the rest of it, let's have a conversation. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and, but this is what's relevant. This is what you need to know about me. And, and I've seen it grow just in the time in just in the last couple of years, it's morphed and evolved. Um, even more. And it's like the classy older sister of like all the other. I like that. I you know like what I mean? That. Like, classy older sister of she's the one that you want to like gravitate towards, like knows everything, but is like nice about it, you know? And so I'm trying to encourage more people to go there and tell them like, look, it's not as cold as you think it is. It actually mm-hmm. is a very warm environment. And I'm still dabbling. Like I have not even unlocked a fraction of what LinkedIn. I don't think any of us have, right? There's so much potential. There's so much potential. Mm -hmm. And, and I've also used LinkedIn learning for myself, but also for training staff because there's, I mean, like, I don't know if people even understand or know how much is actually in LinkedIn. Oh my God. It's, It's tons. In fact, you never need to buy a digital only training. Never again, if you have LinkedIn learning. I mean, that's why we don't even do that anymore. All of our trainings have a coaching component with it because there's so much great information out there that you can get so inexpensively that we've reformatted our, you know, all of our offerings to include, you know, a deeper connection with our clients and not just here's a training, go watch it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. What would you say your take to somebody who's like maybe a Facebooker, like holding on, which I think there's a place for Facebook. I find a lot of clients myself in Facebook or who hasn't maybe been around in LinkedIn. What, why LinkedIn now? You know, why LinkedIn, why LinkedIn now? 
Well, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, and please know, as I, anything I say today is not dissing Facebook or Instagram or any of those other places, right? But the reality, because there is a lot of opportunity there. But the reality is those are all like business and personal, right? LinkedIn is all business. You don't have to sell yourself or pitch yourself on LinkedIn because by the virtue of the fact that you are there, people know you have a business. They can look at your profile if you do it properly and check you out. So it immediately takes the yuckiness out of that connecting online. Like on Facebook, you've got to be like, well, I teach LinkedIn and here's how I do it. And what do I do? On LinkedIn, I'm like, hey, it looks like you're doing some cool stuff. looks like we have an audience of people that might be similar. Want to chat? Right. Like, so it is, but my profile does all the heavy lifting. I don't have to be like, I don't have to be like noisy and get out of, you know, and, and, and kind of above all the other people. So it's not that I think, and, and the work that you need to do on Instagram and Facebook to get there is a whole lot more, is a whole lot more busy work than there is on LinkedIn. Like I remember like a couple of months ago, maybe there's a Facebook group that I was in and, and it's like women entrepreneurs or something. And I decided I'm going to do LinkedIn profile reviews. I just feel like doing that. And I went into this Facebook group. Now, keep in mind, it's women entrepreneurs, but I don't know what they do. I don't know if they're ideal clients for me or not, right? It was, an, it was a little bit of a nightmare because I it was great what I was able to do, but there was so they were so hungry for this that I was getting hundreds of requests for these reviews. Ooh. I couldn't keep up with it. And... I wasn't really getting any business out of it. Like I got a couple of inquiries, but there were a lot of people that were not really at the level that I needed them to be at to really be my client. So I was like, oh yeah, this is why I don't market on Facebook. It was yeah. so much work. And I don't mind, I don't mind being of service like that, but it was so much work. But you have really to put a limit. Yeah. It really didn't turn into anything for me, right? That it that it could have. And it doesn't have to be a client. Like sometimes I'm happy with, you know, hey, I've got this, I've got, I belong to this women's organization. Would you be interested in being a speaker at our lunch and learn, right? Like I'm open to anything like that, but like literally it was nothing like that. So to me, that's why I like LinkedIn. There's a lot less busy work involved in getting on the phone with the right people. You know, what's interesting is, so we've talked about this, but I've been doing a very intentional LinkedIn campaign where I exported the list of all my first connections and I really looked at like, who am I first connected with? And I like highlighted, these are like warm connections. Like I actually talked to these people, but I probably would like to get back in contact with them. And then I'm like the majority were like, I have no idea who this person is. And Mm -hmm. I don't know how I became like connected with them either. At some point I thought it would be a good idea to just have a lot of connections or they thought it would be a good idea or whatever. So it's my mission to get through all 668 of my first connection. Wow. And to at least have a conversation, if not a Zoom meeting, not necessarily appropriate for everybody. But the number one, should we be connected? Like, are they, is their business in alignment with my business? You know, like, are we potential strategic partners? Do we have similar interests? Right. You know, like, should right. we be connected? And what's so interesting and what I've found is something that LinkedIn is very uniquely gifted at is helping you skip levels. Like what I mean is like get closer to the source of power. Yeah. And there's one and there's no gatekeepers. Yeah. There's no gatekeepers. Right. I'll withhold like names and like details or whatever. But I had a meeting this week and it was so crazy to me because I'm like, how do I know this person? And I'm looking at their profile and I'm looking, I had to look kind of deeply. And then I realized that they were the past president of an organization that I had an attended event that I'd gotten a press pass because I had met the chief digital officer at another event. 
And so somehow I had met this person. So we had this amazing conversation, found out they were from Seattle too. And they were like, oh my God, I totally love you. I would have you and you so you could meet my spouse over for lunch and everything if we weren't in this pandemic. And they're like, how can I help you? And they ran down their like CV and they were like, and I served in the Obama administration. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? Like, you know, and they were, and I'm like, can you get me a meeting with Michelle? (laughs) I know, right? I know. People don't understand that that's the power of their LinkedIn network. So here's what I would say to you. I love that you're doing that. But I think that what I would do if I were you is qualify them, like pick a hundred initially and cherry pick, because I don't want you to waste. You don't, you truly don't need to know every person in your LinkedIn network. And let me tell you why I say that. And it sounds, it sounds crazy coming from me, the relationship sales. No, but I love this. Yeah. But here's the deal. As your visibility grows, right? As people listen to your podcast, as people get to know you more, you're going to get a lot more connection requests on LinkedIn. Like it's just that. And what that means is your digital marketing works, right? Mm-hmm. So you don't have to think you have to get on the phone with every single one of them because as your credibility and your, your visibility grows, people are going to start to connect with you, a lot of people. But, but what I would do, let's say you get 10 connection requests in a week or 100 connection requests in a week. I would look at those 10 or 100 and say, do I want to get on the phone with them, right? Like, does it look like somebody that I think would be really valuable to me? And then of course, then then go through that process. But there's a lot of other people that might, like, I'll give you an example. I don't even know who this guy is, but there's a guy that I'm connected to. We have five, I have like 15,000 connections, right? Because I teach this stuff. We have five connections in common. So it's not like we know a lot of the same people. I don't have any idea who he is. And I got a, um, a LinkedIn message the other day from somebody else who said, can't think of the guy's name. Let's call him Joe Smith. Joe, I asked Joe, I told Joe Smith, I need some help with LinkedIn. And he raved about you. He said, how amazing you are that you're the one I need to talk. Like, and I'm thinking, who the heck is Joe Smith? I went to his LinkedIn profile. We never interacted. I have no idea who he is. I don't even know most of the five people that we're connected to, right? But he knows me, right? Don't worry about the people that have connected with you because you never know. They're listening. They're listening to your podcast. Maybe they saw you interviewed on somebody else's show or something, right? Don't worry. Don't say no to them and don't think you have to talk to them all, but let them into your network and let them stay there because they're watching, right? At the same time, be intentional about the people that you're reaching out to because I, the, what you're talking about is, the, is what people aren't doing and then they say their LinkedIn doesn't work. Right. Yeah. You are reaching out to people. And especially now, you know, we're recording this. It's March of 2021. Right. We're still in this pandemic. We're not doing as much in-person anything. This is it's a great it's a great opener. Right. Hey, we've yes. been connected on LinkedIn for a couple of years. We met at this conference, never really followed up or I have no idea how we. Yeah. Was initially, most, most but I was reading your profile. Are, yeah. It looks like you're doing some cool things. I'd love to hear more. Right. So this is the perfect time to dive into your network. But. It feels overwhelming to me when you say, I'm going to reach out to all 600. I would rather hear you say, I'm going to reach out to 20 a week and I'm going to pick the 20. I'm going to cherry pick the 20 or the 10 that I really want to talk to because, and then at some point you're going to be so busy because you're going to getting so much business that you're not going to care about the other 550 that you never got to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think the intention too was not necessarily to have meetings with everybody, but at least to have a contact point to say like, Hey, I'm not a bot. I'm yeah. a real person. You're mm-hmm. a real person. You know, like 
I would just like to know you. You know what I mean? Like, yep. and I, then I think going into LinkedIn, having a conversation maybe is hugely valuable. It is exactly how I want everybody to be going into their LinkedIn engagement. But knowing that in this digital world, it's sometimes you just got to cut yourself a break if you don't get to yes. everyone. Yeah, that's very true. Well, for me, it's like it's like a long-term project. So we're good. It doesn't have to happen all overnight for sure. Let's talk about what does it mean to have a good profile? Like, what are you looking at when you're doing these profile audits, when you're helping people? Yeah. What what does it look like? And you know, what are some specific uh, things that people could do today? Maybe wouldn't make over their whole profile, but mm-hmm. that would tweak their profile in a way that would make it more attractive and more welcoming for other people so that it would improve. So, so overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly, my advice when I look at people's profile is always, is very often, you need to shift the energy of your profile from resume to brand. Like you have positioned yourself like this is your resume. Your resume is all about who you used to be, right? We want your LinkedIn profile to be positioning you for the really cool things that are in your future. So yes, those things that you did are important. And I'm not saying don't put them on there, but you got to shift the energy and really project out to the future, the person that you're stepping into, right? So I know that that's like not a specific task, but I think that when you go into, when you're looking at your profile, if you look at it with that in mind, right? Project, like one of the things that we do, um, that I do in my She's Linked Up program is before we even get to the profile, we have them, we take them on like a little woo-woo journey into the future, and say, let's think about future you. You just had an amazing year. It's, it was incredible. You made more money than you ever made. You had, you met the most cool people. You were on Oprah, you, you know, whatever that, whatever's cool for you, right? And now like feel like that person, think like that person, like feel the energy of that person. And then go back to your LinkedIn profile and infuse that energy into your profile. Because I want you to be showing up like the person that's hanging out with Oprah or whoever Oprah is for you now. Right. Because and you can and you can very often we're do we do such cool things and we don't own it. Right. We don't own it. I want you to start to own all the cool things you're doing. So that's the first thing is the energy of your profile needs to shift from resume to brand. Nobody cares that, you know, Word or Excel or any of that stuff. Nobody cares. The other thing is nobody cares. For example, I mentioned earlier that I owned a um, small IT consulting agency a year, 100 years ago. I did everything. I mean, I was vice president because here's why I was vice president, because I was a woman and I wasn't old enough to get the contracts we needed to get. So I needed a president that was a man and that was older than me. How's that for like, you're right, right? For, uh, for like the, for the, ninth, that yeah. was in the 90s, right? So anyway, and he was, he ended up being a bigger part of the, the, the organization than I think he initially intended. But the initial thing was I was running the company. We needed him as a figurehead, right? And he was more than willing to do that. But I did everything, right? I, I, you know, I hired people, I fired people, I made benefit decisions, I bought coffee tables or conference room tables, I went out on sales calls, I hired people, right? Whatever. If what I was doing now is rel- was human resources related, that's what I would be talking about in that previous experience. But it's not. If there's no LinkedIn police that says, well, Karen, all you're talking about is the work you did around the sales management and the contract management. This is this is not authentic because you're not because you also hired and fired people like nobody cares about that. So all I talk about in my previous experiences are what 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 brought me to where I am today. What you know, what are the things like I kind of build the story of of me to from what I you know, how I started to learn sales right way back when. 
So keep that in mind too. You don't have to put all the things you did. Just talk about the things that are relevant to what you're doing now. Don't make stuff up. I don't want, I want it to be authentic, but it doesn't, like, I don't even care what, you don't even have to use the title you had. Nobody's looking at your business card. If you were, I don't want you to say you were president if you were, you know, if you were, you know, were not, but you can, you don't have to say I was the director of marketing. You can, if, if what's important to you is like, for example, in that, ex, in that example, I was vice president and actually even the prior experience to that, what I have on my LinkedIn profile, isn't the, the last job I had there, but the, the job I had before that, the keywords are more relevant to what I'm doing now. Mm. So I call myself vice president of marketing and media for infinity communications, but that was never on a business card, right? But marketing and media are important and are keywords to me now. So I did yeah. that work, right? But I, I did a lot of other work too, right? So I guess what I'm saying is think about like, it is a, it is a marketing piece for you. This is a branding and marketing piece for you. Think about it like that. So that when people see your profile, they go, wow, I need to talk to that person, right? You, you know, you mentioned monster.com earlier and it reminded me of a, of a, as a, at that company that I was at, we put a job out for a customer service person. And there were so many things we needed them to do that our office manager wrote. And the last thing was must walk on water, right? Yeah, so, I love that. <laughs> so we got hundreds of responses, but one of the responses in the subject line, the subject line was only frozen. Oh. I was like, what the hell does that mean? Right? What is that? But then I realized like must walk on when he started this thing, he goes, I can't really, I can only walk on water if it's frozen. But the we hired him, not because of his subject line, but because it's, it made him stand out from all of the other people. So yes. while you're writing your LinkedIn profile, I want you to think about that too. Stand out from all of the other people. If you're a real estate agent, you have a lot of competition. Yeah, you, you need do. to say more than I'm a real estate agent and, you know, Princeton, New Jersey. If you are a Reiki master or you are a feng shui expert I, and you go to people's houses and you sage them and write Reiki symbols on the walls behind the paint, I want you to say that in your LinkedIn profile. You need to stand out from everyone else because there's going to be people that say, that is a realtor for me, right? And there's other people that are going to say it's not, but that's okay because it's going to bring more people to you than it's going to push away because it's going to make you stand out from everyone else. So you've got to, when you're creating your LinkedIn profile, you have to do whatever you can to, to shine a light on your uniqueness, right? Like let your freak flag fly on LinkedIn. I love that. And it's like, even, I mean, I've done a lot of work on my LinkedIn profile, especially in the last year, you know, in terms of trying to bring my sass, my attitude, you know, like my banner has a picture of me blowing bubbles on it. And it says Mm -hmm. like, you know, something link connect, and like my, my branding colors and like just trying to bring out my spirit so that you get a yes. sense that I have, yes. I'm a fun person to be around. And that even though this is a serious platform, like I take business seriously. However, I also take having fun seriously. And we want to hear you. We want to yeah. know your personality. Yes. I mean, you guys can tell just from the short time here, I'm from New Jersey. I talk a hundred miles a minute, right? Like that's either going to connect with you or it's not. And if it's not, that's okay. Find someone else, right? I'm cool with that. So you want the same thing in your LinkedIn profile. The more of your personality shines, the more people will will feel whether or not you're a good fit yes. to work with. Tell me about like some of the next level things. So we touched like a little bit on LinkedIn learning, which I want to just come back to and really highlight for people how important this is. So I... I'm a virtual assistant matchmaker. I have a team fully in the Philippines. I firmly believed in LinkedIn learning. I've used it as training pieces for my staff. I've encouraged my clients to use it as training pieces for their staff. 
is the best investment you can ever make. I mean, they have courses on like Asana, Trello, like they have courses on different CRM softwares. They have courses on customer service. They have courses on just about any possible thing that you could ever think of. This is like YouTube on crack for the professional world. Yep. And, and so, it's, but here's the thing, it's vetted, right? YouTube yeah, don't exactly. know if it's vetted. You have no idea who created that video, right? Exactly. This is vetted, so you can hopefully trust the information more. Well, and what's awesome and what I have found to be like even better as, as almost a side note for your employee is that a lot of them get certifications at the end of the doing the course that yeah. they that gets posted to their profile. Yeah. So LinkedIn learning for sure. LinkedIn Navigator is way beyond my um, pay grade, but touch a little bit on what people can do with a LinkedIn Navigator if they wanted to delve. Obviously, they'd need a little hand to hold them if they've never even gone down that road before. But what are the the capabilities and what are some reasons that somebody might want to use LinkedIn Navigator. Yeah, so there are multiple premium versions of LinkedIn. There's like LinkedIn Premium, then there's Sales Navigator, there's, I can't even think of what they're called, but there's like one if you're looking for a job, one if you hire people, right? So there's multiple things. You almost in every case want to use Sales Navigator. Sales Navigator is, it's an investment. I think it's $80 a month, but it is. So here's the thing. LinkedIn is very picky about who they allow connect with their API. You can use, you can use like, posting things like Hootsuite and things like that. And LinkedIn is connected with that. But LinkedIn is very, they will not allow tools to connect with them that help you with help you weed through their connections, right? I know there's a lot out there, but they are against LinkedIn's terms of service. I will never teach anything that's against LinkedIn's terms of service. I don't want anybody ever saying, I did what Karen said, and now I can't log into LinkedIn ever again, right? So, because it happens. So Sales Navigator because it's owned by LinkedIn, it's sanctioned by LinkedIn, it allows us to, it has tools in there that allows us to kind of go through our network. Like in your case, you could use Sales Navigator to go through your 600, an example, one, one, one feature on Sales Navigator that would help you right out of the box. You can use Sales Navigator and you can pull up all 600 of your connections. And then there's one, there's another delimiter for the search that says, now narrow the search down only by people that are active on LinkedIn in the last 30 days it is probably going to knock out 50% of your network. So all those messages you sent to 150 people, you now only have to send 25 out, right? Because the other 50 don't even bother reaching out to them. We don't even know, frankly, if they're alive, right? We know that they haven't, but but we do know if, if they're on that search after that, right, that they're active on LinkedIn. So just write that right there is worth $80 a month for you because it saves you, it, short, it cuts in half it probably cuts by more than half the amount of time you're spending because you you now you're going to what's going to happen too is if you are reaching out to say 10 people my guess is not at all 10 of them respond to you right your response rate is going to go through the roof because you're only reaching out to people you know are active right so you will have to do that takes it that takes it when i said do 20 a week now you have to do 10 a week because you're going to be getting phone calls so much more quickly just from that one feature in sales navigator there's a lot of other things that I love about it, but it allows you to kind of weed through your network. You know, one of the things that I do, like I, another example, like, first of all, there's lots of ways to use Sales Navigator to find new people to connect with. 
But let's just stay right now on how to how to really build relationships with your existing network. Back in the day when we actually could speak live in person, right? I do a lot of speaking all over, really all over the world. And if I can, I can give you a hundred examples, but I can remember in particular, I was speaking at an event in Portland and I went to my LinkedIn network, to my first degree networks. And as a speaker, you often get a couple of free passes right to the event. So I went to my LinkedIn network and I said, Hey, you know, I, I now I use sales navigator now with sales navigator with the free version. I'll use New York as an example, because I'm, my geography is not that good. Like I live in New Jersey with the free version. I'd have to say, give me the New York City general area, which is massive, right? But with Sales Navigator, I can say, I'm speaking at this zip code, right? Show me everybody within 45 miles of that zip code or 30 miles or 100 miles or 20 miles, right? So I went to Portland. I did a search of all of my connections that were in 25 miles of the venue. And I messaged them and said, hey, we're connected here on LinkedIn. I know you. I don't know you. Whatever was relevant to that particular connection have you heard of this event? I'm going to be speaking there. It's in a couple of weeks and I have a couple of free passes. And I thought I would see who was in my LinkedIn network that that might be interested in, in joining me there. It is so powerful because a couple of things happen and you need to put this in whatever, like you guys that are listening, put this in whatever, however that works for you. You may not be a speaker, right? But, but what happens is a couple of things. The people that show up, those are your buyers, right? They're people that came to that event, see you, Right. So you're very likely you're going to get some good juice out of that if you're looking to get sales from these events. The second thing is the people that run the events love this because what happens is they show up at the event and they say, Hey, I'm here to see Karen. Where is she? Right. And I can think of a particular event where she was like, What did you put? Did you like have a plane flying over the world? I'm like, No, I I love that. Right. Like she goes, Everybody's walking in here saying, I want to meet Karen. So they have me back every year because she knows that I drink people to the event. Like often you bring people to the event, but the event planners don't really know it. But when you, you know, when you do it like this, so there's so many, you know, so using Sales Navigator allows me to do that. I spoke at a realtor conference one time. I did that same thing, but then narrowed it even further by real estate agents, right? So Mm. I was, so that search just, you know, brought up that. So there's so many things you can use it for within your existing network. And then of course the, it's, it's unlimited, the cool things you can do when you're looking to build your network. I would love as an aside, I would love because I know that you are so good about doing your Karen does live videos on multiple platforms using StreamYard, but on LinkedIn. And she gives amazing value and content regarding LinkedIn. So I encourage people to follow her, you know, connect with her on LinkedIn or on other social media platforms. And we'll, of course, include um, links in the show notes along with probably your masterclass, I would guess would be a yeah, good Yeah, I think so, because that's a good way to just get a good it's overview. A good, you get a good overview. But, you know, just even like these types of tips, because that's the thing, that's the, one of the reasons why I haven't dipped my toe in the navigator is because it's felt too big. Mm-hmm. Like I haven't even known like where, where to go with that. And so those are some really um, amazing, actionable tips that you could do on a small scale that would make it very, very valuable to you. And that's why, and here's the thing on LinkedIn, you know, the example that I use, we're not going to LinkedIn to sell our pens. We're going to LinkedIn to find a distributor to buy a hundred thousand of our pens, right? So you're looking for the bigger opportunities on LinkedIn. If $80 a month isn't worth uh, leveraging your time like that, then you're in the wrong place. Right. Because you're not, you've got to, you know, and I get that it sounds like a lot of money when you compare to all the gazillion $10 a month tools entrepreneurs pay for. Right. But this is one that's going to directly impact your bottom line. So I, I think it's important. 
Yeah, no, I absolutely think it's important. And the and I've actually, I've always known that it's important. I just haven't known how to use yeah, it. Yeah, I get it. But I'm That's guessing there's a LinkedIn. Here. I, and I'm guessing there's also a LinkedIn learning module about how to maximize it as well. It probably is. But here's <laughs> the thing. Here's the thing. And this is no disrespect to LinkedIn. LinkedIn training on LinkedIn isn't great because no. they have it. It's like this, like, like you guys, like I like to show like the, the, the real life, this is what works. And I know LinkedIn wants yes. us to do this. Like my LinkedIn lives, for example, LinkedIn wants lives yes. to be long, 45 minutes long. They're, they're not supposed to be short. And I do those and I've done many of them. And I actually paused my LinkedIn live strategy at this moment in time, but we're going to get back to it probably next week. But what I found was the short ones that you were talking about, the ones I was doing every morning, yes. those got me the most engagement. If you went, to, if you ask LinkedIn, that's not how they would teach it, right? right? Because they want the live videos to be like long classes. So yeah, so it's just interesting that I have people too that say LinkedIn reached out and they want to help me with my profile. I'm like, yeah, say no. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you do if, or is there anything you can do? So like, so for people who don't know this, you can't just go live in LinkedIn like you do in like Facebook or IGTV. Mm-hmm. You have to actually, there's an application process. And you have to wait for a while. I think they said it was like six weeks or something along that line. But I, so what do you do if you can't, do people just upload video instead of doing live? You can upload native video. I did a podcast. We can share it. We can find it and share it. Four ways to use video on LinkedIn. It was just like three weeks ago. So it was recently. You could, you know, so first of all, everybody has stories on LinkedIn now. I'm not a huge fan, but you can put video in your stories. You can upload native video that's shorter than 10 minutes, which is the number one thing to do because that's going to get you the most engagement. And I would caption that if you can. And 10 minutes is even long. Like I would make it two or three minutes, right? Or you can put a link to a YouTube video, right? So what I, if you have a YouTube video, like for my podcast, you know, if in the, when I'm doing things the way I want to be doing them, right? Instead of putting a link to my whole show and saying, hey, listen to the show this week, which I occasionally do, but managing my expectations. I know LinkedIn strategy, LinkedIn like user experience, people aren't scrolling through LinkedIn and saying, oh, let me stop and listen to Karen's 45-minute podcast. Right, right, exactly. But what they might do, so what I like to do is do like a two-minute teaser video about the podcast. You know, this week on the show, I talk about LinkedIn video. Four ways to use LinkedIn video. This right here, this is one of those ways, right? Like if you were wondering how to use LinkedIn video, click the link below, save it and listen to it the next time you're in your car. You know what I mean? So like a teaser video like that is a great way to get, but upload it natively and add captions to it. So let's talk about LinkedIn Live though for a minute. Yeah. You do have to apply. It's technically still in beta, but it's been like two years. So I don't know why it's still in beta. I applied three times and got denied three times. And then all of a sudden one day I woke up and I had the ability to do it. So there are a few, and I don't know why that is. And I don't know what their criteria is, but I have heard a couple of things recently. One of them, which is very interesting and which we all should be doing anyway, is if you don't have two-step authentication on your LinkedIn account, you will never get LinkedIn Live because LinkedIn wants to make sure nobody can hack your account and go live on your account. So you need to have two-step authentication on your LinkedIn account so that you can get access to live. That doesn't guarantee you access, but it guarantees you a denial if you don't have it, right? The other thing is, one of the things it asks you for in the application board is send us a link to a live video you've done somewhere else. So two things about that. One, I teach LinkedIn. So I was sending them links to videos I did on Facebook about LinkedIn. And then somebody said to me, yeah, LinkedIn doesn't want you to do that. So what I did was I intend, this is so, so make sure that your video that you're sending them to isn't about LinkedIn, but also create a video that you are, you are specifically intending to use 
in your next application. So I did one about personal branding. I did it on Facebook. I marketed the ever-living heck out of it, which I don't normally do, but I I, I sent you know emails about it and I did some stuff. So I, I called all my friends and said, jump on this live video. Like I made, I went, you know, a little over the top because I wanted it to be like an epic one. And then that's the link that I gave them when I did my last application. Because like they're looking at how many people are engaging was, with that video. They're looking I at how many. I have no idea what their criteria is, but I created a live stream that I would created it specifically because I knew I wanted to have a really good live stream that I was going to use to apply when I when I applied for LinkedIn the next time. That's good to know for sure. And then the other thing that I was going to ask is I haven't heard anything from them. So that's the thing too. Oh, is yeah, like you don't hear anything. So, uh, so I heard so, no. I heard no. You did. Okay. I heard no. Yeah, I know I did because I remember being at a conference one time and there was a guy there that worked for some company that he's like, you should apply, apply again. And I apply, I was like, he was sitting in front of me at the conference and I applied again. And like before the conference was over, I had a denial. So like I poked him on the back and turned my computer around. I'm like, denied again, three times, you know? So, I, lady, so I know apparently. that I was officially denied and what well, you're not denied. They say not now. You okay. Know, That's really good. That is good advice to know too. I mean, like my Facebook lives are, I mean, I do deliver content, but I also use my Facebook very differently than my LinkedIn. And so I can create a video that is a bit more like, because I, I'm yeah, a very like would emotional do if you were on person. Yeah. So I'll use it more for like inspiration, vulnerability, yeah. those types of things. Those are not really things that I would necessarily be doing on LinkedIn. Yeah. I would be delivering more like content specific yeah. to my industry. So whatever you that's so that's exactly what I mean. Like create something that you would send them to is that is something that you would want to create on their platform. The other thing is I often get this question from people and when I look at their LinkedIn account, I'm like, you haven't posted on LinkedIn in, in the as far back as I can see. And they're like, well I'm waiting for live. I'm like you are never going to get live if you don't so if you're not yeah. active. LinkedIn wants to give it to people that are actively using the platform. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that has actually, so what, what we do is we cross post from other platforms, but we also post our plat, or I mean, excuse me, our blogs as articles perfect. on yep, um, perfect. LinkedIn. Cause again, it's like, I've just decided to abandon certain social media platforms because they aren't, there is no ROI for me in that platform, even though it's beautiful and we won't name it. And it starts with an Insta and ends in a gram. And, and then I, and really focus on the areas where we are doing business and we are connecting with our people and surprising. I was shocked that LinkedIn was it, but it has been one of the most amazing and, you know, relation, you say that, you know, you're all about when technology meets relationship. Well, my degree, I have a bachelor's degree in administrative management and information technology, which I always tell people means I cannot fix your computer, but I can tell you which programs to use to run an office correctly and connect with people. And so like, so I'm like right there with you, but that's what I have found LinkedIn to be too, is this, is this juxtaposition of business and people and Mm -hmm. relationships. And I have just absolutely fallen in love with it in a way that is surprising to me. So I, it's been really fun um, having your tips and your tricks to augment that experience. And I really am looking forward to continuing that. Before we go, there's always two questions that I ask every guest. And that is number one, what would you want if someone was to walk away from this conversation? What would you want them to retain if they could only hold in one thought or one 
real poignant topic that we talked about, what would be the thing that you would want them to walk away with from this conversation? Yeah, this is this is this is an easy one. And it's not what I would have answered. So a few years ago, somebody asked me this question and I answered it the way I'm going to answer it now. And I was like, this is going to surprise me. You know, we talked about the profile and how important the profile is. And if you would ask me this question a few years ago, I would have said, you absolutely have to have a great profile. But if you have a great profile and you don't connect with people, then it's like nailing a beautiful fire to a tree in the middle of the forest, right? You want to be continually building out your network with new people. Five a week, not a hundred, not a ton, five new people a week in a very targeted way. Who did you meet at, you know, on a virtual networking event last week? Did you, were you on Clubhouse? Did you meet some cool people there? Constantly curate and bring in new people to your network. And that is how you have a network full of people that you've intentionally built. And then your profile is important and the relationships are so much more valuable. So I call LinkedIn my money tree. That's what I consider watering my money tree. Like you've, I, you've got to connect with new people every week, no matter what. And then your money tree is always flourishing. That's awesome. And I will do a small little plug in between that question and the last question in the way that we connected, which was you were on Clubhouse mm-hmm. and a girlfriend of mine who I'm very close with was in a room that you were speaking in. And she is specifically using Clubhouse for this strategy to meet people that are interesting that she wants to be connected with. Mm -hmm. And she really liked what you had to say. She reached out to you and said, hey, I'm in this Clubhouse room with you, or I was in a Clubhouse room with you, and I really liked what you had to say. I'd love to connect with you here on LinkedIn. And you guys made a connection. And then she was, Raya, you have to meet Karen. She is amazing. I think she'd be great for the podcast. I think you just like her in general. Like you have to have a meeting with her. And so then she connected you and I on LinkedIn through a, like a, a warm introduction. And so if you're not on Clubhouse and you have the ability to be on Clubhouse, don't worry about it being like a huge other platform that you have to manage, but just know that there are ways that you can do things like that where you are strategically using it when you have time to hop into rooms, to listen to what people have to say, maybe people who have a lot of power, maybe people that you wouldn't normally have access to, but because you were in a clubhouse room with them or have a point of conversation, you can say, you can hop on a connection, use an in-mail that, you know, that normally you wouldn't have and say, Hey, I'm listening. And you just said these things and do a direct quote. And that just like, got me like, you are my people. Like, can we be connected? You know, can we have a conversation? And a hundred percent of the time that I've done that, they have said yes. Well, and isn't that better than getting a connection request that says, hey, I noticed that we have connections in common, or I'm wondering if you've looked, when was the last time you looked at your 401k, right? Like, isn't that a better way to get your connection request? Like I heard you speak and loved what you were saying. Yes. So that's what I want people here listening. When I say connect with five people, don't randomly do it. Find warm ways to connect with people. I'm actually kind of loving Zoom networking because it's giving me the opportunity while I'm sitting at my desk and I'm talking to people to connect with them on LinkedIn. As opposed to if I'm walking around the room and I have all these cards and stuff, I don't get to meet as many of the people. So I'm actually kind of loving Zoom networking that happened now because I can then follow up and connect with them on LinkedIn. But then it's, hey, I loved meeting you at this woman's conference thing last night, right? So that's what I want you to do. Five every week. No matter yeah, what. I love it. I love it. And do it too. Like I, I do it when I'm in the conversation with the person while I'm on the phone with them, I'll be like, hold on real quick. 
I'm going to hop on your LinkedIn before I forget and connect us. And then I'll just say like connecting here too, you know, yeah. because we're on the phone yeah. with each other. Yeah, my connection, my clubhouse message is connecting from clubhouse or chatting yep. on clubhouse. I think that's yes. what I say. All I say is chatting on clubhouse. Yeah. And they know who I am then it reminds me. And then what, here's what else it does. When I'm looking at that connection a year from now, I'm going, how do I know this person? I'll see that I connected with them because I met them on clubhouse. Yes, Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Karen, the last question that I have, and it doesn't have to necessarily have anything to do with LinkedIn, but I love this question because I think that it reveals so much of our humanity and it helps us really connect with each other in unique ways. And that is, what is the best piece of advice that you've ever been given or you've observed or read something that's really struck a chord with you? Yeah. So I can tell you my my um, late mother-in-law, told she had seven kids. So she, you know, talk about knowing how to manage people, right? I have four kids, so I wasn't quite that bad, but she did tell me at one point, ah, three puts life out of control. You might as well have seven, right? So like she was, (laughs) she was great. But what she said to me is I really needed to embrace the term. I don't see why not. And that has stuck with me forever where you're like so quick to say, no, I'm not doing that. Like now look at him. Should I do that? Maybe I should do that. Like, unless you know why not, like even with my kids and with, people like you reaching out to me and saying, you know, will you be on the show? Sure. I don't see why not. Right. If I was, if I was busy and in a crazy mood, I might've been like, yeah, I have no time for that. Right. But embracing the, I don't see why not. That was really one of the best pieces of advice I've ever gotten. Especially when it comes to my kids where you're like, no, I don't want you to do that. Right. I love that. We have, because it's Seattle and, and I'm not a huge sports person, but the Seahawks has Russell Wilson, the quarterback, and he has a famous phrase, why not me? Mm-hmm. And so then like a lot of it's the, it's in that same, yeah. you know, like, I don't see why not, like, why not yeah. me? Like, why yeah. not now? Why not? You know, like, yeah, just, I agree. I agree. I love it. I know there's so, it, and it really does because it takes you out of your head. Right. And that's really what needs to happen. It takes you out of the immediate resources. This is actually not a quote that I got from anybody, but the thing that scares the life out of the people in my life, my kids, my people that work for me is when I say, how hard can this be? You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, oh, God, here we go. Right. Oh, yeah. Ours is in our house. It's, I have a crazy idea that usually ends with something really dramatic. <laughs> well, Karen, thank you so much for being on the show. We are definitely going to connect all of your information in the show notes. Please, please, people, watch her masterclass. It has so much chock full of value. Connect with Karen on LinkedIn. Watch her live streams because you're going to get a lot. I personally learned a lot. I'm going to disconnect from this recording and get Sales Navigator and make my life a lot easier. I hope that you guys will. Beautiful. I wish that they paid me for selling Sales Navigator. I know, right? I like you should get I'd an be affiliate. I'd a boat right now. Yeah, you should get an affiliate fee for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you for being with us. And we will ask the audience to join us in our Client Experience Revolution podcast group on Facebook and check out this podcast on YouTube. If you're more of a visual person, that that would be a good place to go and pass it along to somebody else. So everybody have a wonderful day. And this has been the Client Experience Revolution podcast. I'm your host, Raya Gonzalez, and we will see you next time. You know what I love? It means so much to me that you took the time to listen to this episode. If you did enjoy this episode or any of our other episodes, and you'd like to help support the Client Experience Revolution podcast, please share it with others. 
post about it on your social media, or even leave a rating and review. And if you want to catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at link.consulting. That's L-I-N-Q dot consulting on Twitter at Link Consulting and even better, find us on YouTube. The channel is Raya Gonzalez and you can see all of our podcast episodes in video format if you're just curious to see what our guests look like. We appreciate you so much and that's why we're excited to see you next time.